Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. You're listening to the Auburn Express. What's up in War Eagle War Report family? It's your guy Ike Jones. We're back with another morning drop. Today we are talking about the addition of Percy Lewis to the Auburn offensive line. What does that mean for the Tigers? Y'all know how we do right here, War Report style. Let's drop it on them. Are now, now listening to, to the Wall Report. Morning drop. It is Monday, January the 15th. Hopefully, everybody is having a wonderful Monday morning. And uh, we're going to get straight into the conversation. Definitely need to be doing the necessary if you're out there on the rewatch. And that's sharing the video with everybody out there at the War Report. Hashtag gets your weight up. Like the video, give us that thumbs up, subscribe to the channel if you haven't already. Today, our conversation is going to be about the offensive line, but I would be remiss if I didn't start out by giving a big shout out to the Auburn basketball programs, both men and women's handling business this weekend, taking care of LSU on the hardwood. Uh, The women pulling off a stunning upset yesterday of the defending national champion LSU team. Um, very great game. Very proud of those young women for going out there doing their thing. So hopefully you all continue to support the women's basketball team. I believe that the uh, the crowd makes a difference, man. We know what kind of advantage Neville Arena can be when it's going crazy out there and seeing those young women out go out there and get that upset. A lot of that is uh, due to the fact that they had the crowd behind them. So, Definitely appreciate all the fans that showed up to support them and shout out to them for getting that win. Uh, Back-to-back nights, Auburn taking down the Bayou Bengals. Uh, So wonderful time to be an Auburn Tiger. All right, 
Uh, let's get on into this conversation, though. Today, though, we're talking a little bit of football. And Percy Lewis is now an Auburn Tiger. He joins the Tigers as the newest transfer portal addition <clears throat> out of Mississippi State. Uh, previously played there at Mississippi State for two seasons. Before, um, he was at a junior college before. Last year was his first time getting real starting opportunities. Uh, but 6'8", 345, left tackle coming over from Mississippi State. Very huge transfer portal addition. Some would argue that this is probably the most impactful addition so far this offseason for Auburn, considering there were questions about how we were going to be able to replace offensive line production. Um, you know, we have starters that are not going to be returning, three of them, in fact, with your Avery Jones being out. We know we have Connor Lou to fill in there at the center position. You're not going to be able to have um, your tackle, excuse me, not tackle, but both of your guards are going to be gone after this season with Cam Stutz being out of there and Gunnar Britton being gone. Uh, you still have Dylan Wade there and you still have Isaiah Miller who started uh, a lot of games. And of course, we already talked about Connor Lou. So there are three returners coming back, but production from Isaiah Miller was lackluster at times, particularly in pass protection. So figuring out how we're going to protect the quarterback, especially if you're going to be going into a situation where you have Peyton Thorne as your incumbent starter who struggled at times dealing with pressure, or you're going to be starting someone who has no starting experience whatsoever if we're not going to go to the transfer portal to get a new starter at quarterback. You need to make sure that you're bolstering your offensive line so that these young men have an opportunity to be able to survey the field and you can really get the engine of your offense going, particularly in the pass game. Did pretty well last year in run blocking. I mean, wasn't stellar, but it definitely was good. We had some really great uh, running lanes that were opened up for a lot of the games last year, despite what the productivity might have looked like on the ground. Sometimes we stifled ourselves because of some play calling situations and because uh, we had some turnover situations on drives. But the run game was effective for the vast majority of the season. The addition of Percy Lewis is going to be something that's going to be helpful for the Auburn Tigers. When I take a look at uh, the PFF grades for Percy Lewis and I just look at SEC starting offensive linemen or SEC linemen, I don't even want to say starting because I didn't limit this to a number of snaps. We're just looking at total grades for the season last year. You see, Percy Lewis is the 21st, number, number 21 overall, according to PFF, out of all tackles in the SEC last year, um, which that doesn't sound like, you know, anything special until you think about how many teams there are in the SEC being 14 and there are two tackles lined up for each team, right? So 21 overall out of the potential starters that are out there. It's not bad, again, considering I didn't even really do a limit to a number of snaps or anything like that. He didn't play the entirety of the season, only started the last seven games from uh, Mississippi State. He was rated number 33 overall against the run in the conference and number 21 overall against the pass in the conference. So Percy Lewis is a guy that's going to be able to produce. And, I mean, when I look at that, uh, that's higher rated than any of the offensive tackles that Auburn had on the season. Now, Dylan Wade does have a higher pass grade from PFF, um, uh, pass protection grade, pass blocking grade than um, Percy Lewis does. But outside of that, Percy Lewis as an offensive tackle is rated higher, uh, according to PFF, than any of the tackles that Auburn had on the squad last year. So definitely an addition that's going to be interesting to see how that plays out going into the season. Um, now, speaking of the offensive line and the depth along the offensive line, 
We've already kind of looked at it a little bit or talked about it a little bit, but where does this mean that the the puzzle pieces will move around for Coach Jake Thornton and how he wants to uh, have his offensive line look in the new season? A lot of speculation as to whether or not Dylan Wade could potentially move in to be a guard. So again, we talked about we don't have any returning starters at guard. Jeremiah Wright has played some starting snaps there at guard. And Tate Johnson has been a guy that's been, because of injury, really hasn't seen the field a lot. But a, a lot of you know the, the previous coaching staff have trusted him enough to want him to start out there um, in you know, the, the coaching staff in the spring last year under coach Hugh Freeze was, he was speaking highly of him. So as an interior lineman, he could potentially get in there in the mix at guard, but you do have again, Jeremiah Wright, who has started some quality time for you and potentially could be out there, but you now have a, a tackle that, you know, you can put out there as one guy. And again, if Dylan Wade is going to slide in or he could play the opposite tackle, right? You have a guy in Dylan Wade who, I think played well for you at tackle. Can he play the right tackle? Not sure whether or not he can bump over to the other side. That's something maybe we'll ask Dylan. We've had, we've got a relationship with Dylan Wade. Maybe we'll reach out and see kind of what he's looking at doing. Cause he's never played guard before. Like whether his size profile fits it or not, it's a position that he's unfamiliar with. So it's going to be interesting to see how they decide to do this in the spring battle. You know, everybody's really, you know, focusing on the quarterback battle in the spring. It's going to be interesting to see what the battle at the offensive line is going to be. When we talk about the interior offensive line and those guards that are no longer there, uh, we do have some young guys that are on the team, you know, and I've, I've spoken on them plenty of times before who might not have the snaps, but could have the talent. Uh, and then when you talk about talent at the tackle position, you'd be remiss not to bring up the fact that Tyler Johnson has been turning heads, right? So could you have a Percy Lewis and Tyler Johnson uh, a tackle spot and then Dylan Wade and uh, Connor Liu and then maybe, you know, Jeremiah Wright, Tate Johnson, you know, we could rotate a Brayden Joiners, a guy who's a, a Clay Whedon, right? There's a lot of guys in that interior offensive line that we haven't gotten a lot of looks at that could be potentially just as good to fill in for what we're missing or what we lost last year. Now, you you can't replace experience. And we had a very experienced offensive line, particularly on the interior of that offensive line last season. Um, haven't mentioned the Jaden Muskrat or Dylan Senda, right? Like there are a lot of names out there that could potentially be really good for this football team next season. I like where the offensive line depth is now that you've added a piece in Percy Lewis uh, that could potentially change the dynamic of how you're able to move guys around along the offensive front. And the two deep for Auburn at the offensive line is starting to look really good now that you have more tackle depth uh, with the addition of Percy Lewis. So, uh, I think Jake Thornton is going to have his work cut out out for him trying to figure out, number one, uh, how do you project what the depth is going to be for this line to the point where guys don't feel like they can, you know, will need to hop in the portal post spring. And do you have enough guys to be able to weather the storm of an eventual injury, right? Like, um, Avery Jones getting injured, you're, you're glad that you have a Connor Lou on that team to be able to step in and be able to play, um. When Isaiah Miller is hurt or Cam Stutz is going through it in last season, you know, they were able to rotate Jeremiah Wright in there a little bit. And you had some other guys that could get in there and get some snaps to be able to deal with the fact that you 
you were losing something when you had one of the more experienced guys go out. So we had a good opportunity to um, to get some guys some some playing time last year. But it's going to be really interesting to see how they deal with this coming up this year because there are a lot of young guys in this room. Uh, I didn't even talk, uh, you know, EJ Harris. I didn't even talk about him. Right? There's a lot of young guys in this room who haven't played a lot of snaps, but I think have a ton of talent. And then. I didn't even mention the true freshmen that are coming into this room that will have the opportunity to come in and play immediately. Coach Freeze has been a guy that will play true freshmen out there at the offensive line. He did it when he was at Ole Miss. So I don't overlook the fact that these true freshmen could come in and compete immediately for time along this offensive line. So there are a lot of options right now developing for Auburn football in terms of who can go out there and get quality minutes to protect the quarterback and be able to get the the run game moving. So I like it. I like it a lot. And then you can't discount the SEC experience of a guy like Percy Lewis. So he's played in this conference. All of his starts were in conference, except for, I think, the very first one. Uh, Let me see. So, oh, well, Southern Miss and Western Michigan, right? So he had the two cupcake games, but he played against Arkansas. Uh, He was against Auburn, Kentucky, Texas A&M, who has a fierce you know, front seven, and then Ole Miss. He played in all those games, so he has SEC snaps, and he has the experience to go out there and be able to compete in the trenches. Going to be interesting to see how that goes. All right, that's enough of me talking. We need to get over here into this comment section, and we appreciate everybody for jumping in here with us here on The Morning Drop. As always, The Morning Drop is brought to you by our show sponsor, Rogue Shop. Make sure you head over to rogueshop.com. America's number one online dispensary is The Rogue Shop. If you need something for sleep, stress, anxiety, pain, they have a relief medicine for you right there at Rogue Shop. Make sure you head over there, rogueshop.com, using code rapport when you do that. Now, Let's get over here to the comment section and see what you all are talking about this morning. Definitely appreciate everybody who is dropping in here with your guy, Ike Jones. War Report family, you are listening to The Morning Drop, where we talk about the most recent and relevant Auburn sports news. We broadcast live from The War Report's YouTube channel on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Friday mornings at 10 a.m. Eastern, 9 Central Time. You're welcome to come watch it live, but the live chat is reserved for our YouTube channel members only. So come on by, become a member, and get active in the best Auburn sports community on the webs. We'll be right back after we pay a couple bills. Thanks for sticking around through the ad break. Now here's the rest of your morning drop. We will get the conversation started off with a lot of people talking about uh, Will Rogers. Um, but, you know, P-Pass says he knows how to protect Will Rogers. This is That's great. You know, I guess uh, there is some speculation from fans that Real Rod- Will Rogers, who has subsequently entered the re-entered the transfer portal after his coach, uh, Kalen DeBoer, decided he was going to be leaving Washington. That's where Will Rogers had committed out of the transfer portal. And he was like, hey, man, I came up here for the DeBoer offense. I'm not staying here. Um, so now it seems as if the bidding war is on for Will Rogers services again. Could he potentially end up at Alabama following the head coach and offensive coordinator? Or could he potentially you know, go somewhere else? And Auburn fans, of course, are hoping that that's a potential there. I don't know how well he fits into what Coach Hugh Freeze and staff want to do, um, but that is definitely a potential guy to look out for. Uh, Let's see. Haley jumps in and says, LS who basketball is trash. Uh, 
Um, actually, both very good teams. I, you know, I want to jump in and say, yeah, they're trash. But, hey, we got the dubs on both men's and women's side. They're actually both really good basketball teams, which make those quality wins for Auburn. And um, I am very happy at the outcomes that we had. Basketball, The men's basketball team in blowout fashion, the women's basketball team in a tough contested contest, in a tightly contested contest. Um, I think it's going to be interesting because I believe the women's basketball team has to make the trip to Baton Rouge as well. So I'm going to be looking forward to seeing how that game plays out um, if when, when Auburn has to face them again because I have a feeling that that game is going to be very, very chippy. <laughs> because it was a physical game this time. It's going to be interesting. Uh, Jonathan Boyson jumps in and says he's got great size for a left tackle. I have to agree 100%. Speaking of Percy Lewis, he is the kind of prototypical left tackle, right? You know, 6'7", 6'8", 330 plus is kind of what you want for your your um, tackle. I mean, he moves pretty well, uh, strong physical type. So uh, I am looking forward to getting into his film a little bit more. And you know your boy Ike Jones is going to get the film for y'all. So we're going to definitely take a look at some snaps from Percy Lewis. So y'all make sure y'all stay tuned for that. Uh, let's see here. The Walker Show jumps in and says, if Auburn wants to pass more, then Will Rogers would work. But I'm not saying he's going to Auburn, probably going to Bama. So, you know, if Auburn wants to pass more, Will Will Rogers is definitely a guy that you could look at because he's proven that he can be in a pass-happy offense. So, um, again, I don't know how well the fit is for what Coach Hugh Freeze wants to do with his RPO style. Um, and and I've said this many times before, you don't have to be a running quarterback to play in an RPO offense. So it's not really about whether or not I think that Will um, – that 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 Will Rogers will be able to run the ball well. It's about whether or not the passing concepts fit with what he wants to do. Now, if you're going to have a lot of the option route stuff uh, that we were attempting to do early in the season last year, then Rogers works for you because he has worked in um, in these spread, you know offenses that work off of those same types of concepts so if the passing concepts are going to be option routes he knows how to do that coming out of the air raid because the vast majority of air raid is option routes so he understands how to read those leverages and if he's got a couple of receivers that understand that stuff too this is why i think the um the robert lewis edition is kind of a sneaky good addition because he understands a little bit of those concepts as well so you may have some guys that can get up to speed more quickly with understanding how to read defensive leverages um, that will help your young guys be able to uh, learn that system more quickly and come along and be able to contribute sooner. So we'll see how it goes. Uh, D. Lee, or D. L. Lee, I think there's two L's right there. 92 says, yeah, that O-line got to be clutch if we get Will Rogers. PT definitely saved himself from a lot of sacks this year. We need a guy with some type of mobility for this offense. Um, you don't need it. Again, you don't need mobility for this offense. It's a it's a nice to have, not a need to have. It's really more so about are you able to make the, the right read quickly enough? Um, Peyton Thorne definitely saved Auburn from having more sacks on the stat sheet because of some of the mobility that he has and his ability to escape pressure. Uh, so bolstering the offensive line 
it's going to be helpful. It also is going to be helpful if you have the quarterback able to read and recognize quickly enough to get the ball out of his hands where the pressure doesn't have time to get to him. Um, so that is something that Will Rogers has been able to do in his career. Now, he hasn't been particularly great when he's been under pressure because he doesn't have a ton of mobility. So it's going to be incumbent upon you know, whomever it's going to be at the quarterback to be able to understand where to go with the football to be able to evade that pressure with your arm, with your with your mind, being able to see where you need to go. It's going to be crucial because that is really the best way to be able to play the quarterback position. Corey Weber brings up a good point here, says last day for Auburn to get transfers in to be eligible for spring is the 17th, which is this Wednesday. Things would need to happen soon. So uh, eligibility for spring is going to be important for you to be able to get guys in learning your system early. So we've got a couple more days here for Auburn to try to land some folks in the transfer portal if you want to get them in in that spring window. I think defensive line is going to be the most imperative thing to continue to grow depth there. I like the addition of Trill Carter. I'd like to see like another true nose tackle be able to emerge for that defensive line depth. Um, And I think Auburn has still been entertaining some uh, people in the defensive backfield to try to fill out that room, get more depth there. Uh, particularly another um, outside corner. Um, I've seen some some conversations about those things. But listen, I think the thing that Auburn needs to really be focusing on right now is making some hires. And I'm hoping that we can see somebody get hired here in the next couple of days. Uh, J.J. Brand jumps in and says, Connor is an, a hell of an anchor for an O-line. I agree 100%. Connor Lou showed himself to be a wonderful true freshman. He got, you know, true freshman all SEC honors last year, well-deserved at the center position. And he is going to be a guy that uh, hopefully continues to grow. But a lot of people around that facility feel like Connor Lou can be a beast for years to come for Auburn. And I'm hoping he continues to grow in that. Jonathan Boyson brings up an interesting point. It will be telling, but I haven't heard of any Washington players jumping the portal to follow their coach. Uh, that's you know definitely a good thought. I don't I don't know that a lot of players um, now now that the offensive coordinator uh, is potentially going to be coming to Alabama as well. Then that will be I think a little bit more telling because you know. The thought was maybe that the uh, OC was just going to step up and be the new head coach. Now that that potentially is not going to be happening, I think you may see some additional transfer portal movement from Washington. Plus, they had a lot of guys uh, that had a lot of experience on that team. I don't know how many of the young guys, you know, really had an opportunity under that old coaching staff. They had filled out uh, quite a bit. Um, there with the transfer portal, if I'm not mistaken. So it definitely is going to be interesting. Plus, you know, hopping in the transfer portal to try to go to Alabama, you know, you need to see more attrition from that Alabama roster before you thought that you potentially had a chance to even go play over at Alabama. So, um, you know, I, I don't know how telling it's going to be. Maybe hitting the transfer portal in general because your coach isn't there definitely would be something um, that you could look into um, as a you know telling sign but I don't know if, if none of them come over from Washington to Alabama, I, I wouldn't make that correlation necessarily just because there's already a ton of talent um, on the Alabama roster. So like filling out that roster with Washington folks might not be the best proposition for Bama unless there are some dynamic wide receivers because that seems to be the position that's taken the biggest hit so far um, from that Bama roster. So we'll see. 
Uh, Jonathan Boyson, another question here, and says, Ike, do you still think Knicks will be the OC? Are we going to get a, going in a different direction? Um, I you know Knicks was just the biggest name or the, 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 the name that was tied most closely to Auburn initially. I don't know that I ever thought Derek Knicks was definitely going to be the guy. Um, and so you know, I think that if it was going to be Derek Nix, it should have happened already. There's no like real reason for it to not to have happened. I also think that if you were going to just promote one of the guys that you had on staff, that should have happened already. I understand some of the hesitation around trying to figure out what was going to happen with the Carnell Williams situation. And so hopefully we see some movement here by, by the end of the day today, I really want to see coordinator hires now, you know, um, by the end of the week is probably more more realistic, but um, you know it's time for, to see some movement in that direction and see some concrete names start to develop there, and hopefully that will be the case here soon. Now, whether it's Derek Nix or some other person, I don't know the answer to that just yet, but I do think that we'll see some momentum start to pop up here in a little bit. All right. Uh, I think that's it for today. Um, we're going to get out of here. I appreciate everybody for dropping in with me this morning. As always, uh, the morning drop is brought to you by Rogue Shop. Make sure you all head over to rogueshop.com and use code rapport when you do so. Um, before you get out of here, make sure you like the video. Subscribe to the channel if you haven't already. We'll be back at you with another morning drop tomorrow. But until then, and as always, worry. Drop! Drop!